The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So starting today, uh, Rogers Bell and other uh, telecommunications providers in Canada must implement systems that help block scammers from calling you, but it doesn't cover all uh, fraudulent calls. According to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, phone scams bill Canadians out of an estimated $24 million between January 1st and October 31st, 2019. Eric Smith is the Vice President of the Canadian Wireless Telecommunications Association. He joins us now. Eric, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. So what is it that the telecommunications providers must have in place today? Yeah, so what uh, they have in place today, most of them have already implemented it uh, for uh, a little time now already, is what's called universal call blocking, which is uh, technology that will uh, block the most blatant type of uh, caller ID spoofing. So we're all familiar sometimes seeing numbers come up on our phone and call display and uh, it's either some blatantly obviously fake phone number, uh, could be many digits, it could be all zeros, etc. And so these are the type of calls that the sort of first phase of addressing call spoofing, spam calls will address. And there's also alternative as well for carriers. If they don't want to do uh, universal call blocking, they can also implement alternative call filtering that meets certain best practices set out by the CRTC. So that's what TELUS is doing. They're doing this filtering service. Why are there options? And, you know, is one better than the other? I mean, why are they? Why were they given that option instead of saying, no, you all have to do this? Yeah, well, the, the, the industry worked together with the CRTC for quite some time to, you know, as, as the problem of... of you know, especially spoofed calls became more prevalent to look at different options of ways in order to uh, try to block these types of calls. And there were a, very, a variety of measures that were considered and, and a, two that were deemed to be, you know, uh, worthwhile uh, implementing or that would work uh, are universal call blocking and other types of call mm-hmm. filtering. So it was really left up to the option of the carriers as to which one uh, to implement that works best with their networks. Is there a difference between spoof calls and spam calls? Or are they the same and then we just add in the scammers in there too? Uh, they're different. I mean, spoof calls are really, you know, as I explained before, call, you know, it's, it's exploiting caller ID mechanisms to sort of pretend that you're somebody other than uh, than you really are. So have a fake ID comes up. Sometimes they're they're just blatantly obviously fake. Sometimes it's someone impersonating that they're the you know it's a call from the government or it's a call from maybe some other number that that you might recognize. Spam is just a general term for essentially calls that are uh, you know usually commercial in nature, sometimes fraudulent as well mm-hmm. that don't comply with. Um, the legislation's in place in terms of the, the governs telemarketing calls. Um, sometimes they're, they're blatant fraud calls or trying to defraud yeah. someone. Sometimes they're just from a legitimate business, but it's not complying with the laws for making those types of calls. Eric Smith joining us this afternoon, the VP of the Canadian Wireless Telecommunications Association. How much of an impact do you think that um, this, this kind of call blocking is going to have on, on, these, on these calls? Yeah, so we're going to see diminished amount. I can't quantify it, and we'll, we'll, see, we'll see the impact of it. Obviously, as I said, with universal call blocking, those blatant spoofs calls uh, should be blocked for the most part but we're not stopping here we're continuing to work with the regulator looking at other types of technologies that could be implemented some of them are very uh, sort of exploratory stage now experimental and uh, 
you know, requires more uh, work with the industry, not just with telecommunication providers, mm-hmm. but equipment vendors, home uh, handset manufacturers, etc. Um, and, and CRTC is also working with the industry looking at uh, ways to do what's called trace back to try to determine the origins of some of these calls. Okay, um, there's, an, there's another step in this that has to be in place by September 30th of next year. What is that? Yeah, so there's a protocol, technology protocol called Stir Shaken. Um, it's kind of attacking the uh, issue a little bit differently, and it's a much more complex system. But essentially, it's a way to authenticate the caller ID that's attached to a call. So the originating caller's network would attach kind of a certificate, a digital certificate, verify that that caller ID is legitimate. And that certificate would travel with the car call as it travels through networks really around the world until it gets to the originate, uh, the receiving uh, person's network. And if there's if that certificate is verified, then uh, the call goes through normally. If it's not, it gets flagged, and you you, you know you'll get a notification that says mm. this is suspect call. You may not you know you may not want to answer it, or if you do answer it, you want to be careful as to what you're what you communicate with that person. It, it must be a real challenge trying to stay ahead of these guys, eh? Well, it is. And what people forget is sometimes we get questions. You know, well, how come it's not easier to do? How come it can't be mm-hmm. done faster? The vast majority of calls are legitimate phone calls. We want those calls to go through, and you don't want technology implemented that could unintentionally block calls. You wouldn't want, you know, an important call from your child or your doctor's office or whatever to get blocked. So it has to be done uh, carefully, but there's a lot of time and effort being put into this, both in Canada and around the world, to try to tackle this problem. Eric, I know you're tight for time today, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it here. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Oh, my pleasure. Thank I appreciate you. it. Eric Smith, the Vice President of the Canadian Wireless Telecommunications Association. Um, you know um, that this is not going to eliminate the phone scams, the, the spoof calls, anything like that. And it's, it's up to all of us and, uh, to make sure that we are aware of, of what those calls are. And I think most importantly is to make sure that um, especially the older people in our worlds are aware of of these calls and the spoof calls the the spam calls the scammers and and to continue to have that conversation with those people in our lives and you know sit down maybe if you're you're having a family dinner and saying okay this is what's going on we know that these people can sound really 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 legit um because i know even in our family that we've had these conversations and say you know what don't answer the phone if you don't know the number if it looks like this don't do it and in, in unfortunately in in my family recently um, one of these scammers, you know, the threatening ones or whatever it is, you know, seemed to, well, with one of the, the elderly people in our family, ended up getting some information. And it wasn't until after the phone was hung up that it was like, oh, I think that that's what it was. And then, of course, everything gets changed, you know, the, the credit cards, the, the everything. And despite the fact that we'd had the conversations over and over again, it still happened. And that's how good these people are. And we've had, you know, don't do it, don't do it. No, I'm aware, I'm aware, I'm aware. But it still happened. So a scam call. There's a number, according to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, a number of several red flags that um, you can... Well, that would suggest that the call is a scam. A lot of us know these, right? 
but it still happens. Um, when you pick up, you hear an automated voice or message that asks you to press a button on your phone. Um, these ones, and these are incredibly popular over the past little while. The caller is trying to be very authoritative. They can be demanding. They can be threatening. How many of those calls have you had over the past number of months, over the past year? I had uh, I had two last week alone. I think it was that my social insurance number, there was something, and that uh, they were going to send the police to my house immediately, and I was going to be arrested because of this, this, and this. I think it might have been a CRA thing or something like that. It's like, oh, come on already. But for every one of us, that knows what to do in that case, there's someone out there that might not be aware of it or they might be um, feel threatened. They might not understand. So it's important that we have the conversations. The caller is demanding personal information or financial information. Red flag right there. Don't do it. If someone calls and says, hey, we're calling from Visa, um, what's your number to confirm? You know, you don't do that. Say, I'm going to call I'm going to hang up and call Visa back themselves, yourself, and say, hey, just had this phone call. They're not going to ask that stuff. And when the caller asks for money, and these Bitcoin business and the gift card stuff. And again, I know for a lot of us, it seems like this is basic stuff, but it happens and uh, people are being scammed and scammed and scammed. 24 million between January 1st and October 31st this year. That is from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Phone scams alone bilking Canadians out of that much. If you've, if you've dealt with it, if you've had an instance, um, I'd love to hear from you and, 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 and find out how you handled it at 780-496-0063. You can give me a call. You can give me a, uh, um, a text as well. Chelsea and Shay had a great conversation with a fellow this morning. Don't know if you read about this story about a guy who got one of these guys on the phone, one of the scammers from somewhere. And ended up having a like a two-hour conversation with him. And I know some of you like to do that and play them along and string them along, but then started asking questions about why this person was doing this. And about, you know, how does it feel to be this scum that is bilking people out of their money? And it was an interesting conversation. Uh, you can read more about it at 630ched.com uh, as well. But yeah, people just trying to make a living somewhere. They're trying to make a living and uh, that's what they're doing and they don't really think about it too much. So again, starting today, um, telecommunications providers in Canada must implement systems that help block scammers from calling you. It doesn't cover all fraudulent calls though. Uh, Rogers Bell implementing this uh, universal call blocking. TELUS is doing a filtering service um, and we're talking about how you've been handling it. A number of your texts coming in. It's funny because the last little while I've been getting a phone call um, out of Grand Prairie and uh, the last numbers are a 4343 number. They've called a couple of times. They don't they don't leave a message, but I'm probably probably like a lot of you. How many of you actually answer your phones anymore? Do you actually pick up the phone unless you know completely who's on the other end? Yeah, didn't think so. Hi, Doug. Hi. What's going on? What? Uh, how do you deal with it? 
I uh, can I just say the first time I had it, it scared the hell out of me, eh? Mm. Because this was years ago. But since I've eliminated my landline, I don't get them anymore. I don't know if they don't know my cell number or oh. what, but I don't get them anymore at all. Lucky you, because I get them, like, we eliminated our landline a few years back. I'm still getting tons of them on my cell phone. Well, that's what my friends tell me, that eventually it'll start on your cell phone. But And also, Jaylen, I wanted to ask you one thing mm. about the latest that I heard on your station early this morning. One of the threatening calls that people get is they're threatening that someone's going to come and kill them. Yeah, yeah. If they don't give money. And I only heard part of it. I didn't hear all of it, so this is a true thing, eh? Well, there has been there has been um, there has been some reports of some phone calls. It's there, there. There's a number of these scams. These people that are called that make that say that, that are very threatening. That say that you're going to come. We're going to be. We're going to arrest you. We're going to do all of these things. And I heard that as well. Um, that uh, there had been a couple of calls like that as well, Doug. Yes. Yeah, that would. Uh I mean, the heck think about how terrifying that. I, I mean, absolutely, it would be absolutely terrifying, especially really? if, yeah, yeah, especially if you have you know limited knowledge about how the systems, the policing system in this in this country works, all of that sort of thing. Now, when you first got that phone call a few years back, you said it scared you. Do you remember what it was? It was uh, from the CR, supposed CRA, saying that they had audited me and I ended up owing them money. And if I didn't pay right away, I would, I, they didn't even, we didn't even get into how I would pay. But if I didn't pay right away, then um, the police would come and get me and all this stuff, eh? Yeah. And, and I had never heard of it before. Yeah. That's why I say it was like 60 whatever years ago. And it scared me, and I knew I knew I didn't owe, but it still scared me. Yeah, you know what, Doug? I think one of the things that you heard this morning was uh, an interview that Chelsea and Shay did with um, this um, Zapata fellow from uh, Edmonton. His name is Lucas Zapata, and he's the guy that kept the guy on the on the line for quite some time. And it was um, he was talking to him, and the one guy was saying like, "I'm going to come and get you," and the the guy challenged him back and said, "Are you coming in a?" friendly manner or you're going to kill me and the fellow oh. on the other end of the phone said i'm not sure whether i'm going to kill you or not oh, okay. if i thought you're a good person over there i won't kill you if not then i have to because there are so many charges over there but that was kind of part of the dialogue that this fellow had with this guy in bangladesh who was making the, these phone calls okay yeah Okay, so it wasn't an out and out. If you don't pay me right away, no. I'm going to kill no, you. No, 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 no. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, well, well that's, that's good to know. Absolutely. Doug, thanks for giving me a shout this afternoon. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Take it easy. Jim's on the phone. Jim, you have a bit of fun with scammers, do you? Yeah. You, you know what? I, I like keeping them on the phone and running them as hard as they run me. And you know what happens when you do that? They leave you alone. <laughs> you challenge them back, huh? Exactly. I have, a, I have a lot of fun with it. I'll stay on the phone and, and go after somebody for four or five minutes, and then they leave me alone. I never get a call back. Nice. Do they end up hanging up on you, Jim, or do you hang up on them? Oh, no, they hang up on me. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you they do. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to uh, record it sometime. I'd love to hear it, Don or Jim. <laughs> I, yeah, you got it. <laughs> have a good one. Thanks for the call. You, Appreciate it. And Don's on the phone. Hey, Don. 
Kyle's going. I, I have friends that play uh, hardball with them, and uh, I do the same. So if they're threatening they're going to kill me, I'll say, come on over, or maybe I'll be at your place before you get to mine. <laughs> oh, my but, gosh. Are you still getting a lot of the calls, Don? Um, I've learned to screen them a lot better. Yeah. Um, I, I probably get, like, uh, scams probably about three a week on my, you know, they text, oh, you've, you know, you've got a credit, you've got a this, you got a that. And um, the only ones I catch caught on now is uh, telemarketers and stuff. Yeah. Because I do advertising, like, online and stuff, so I, I, I answer whoever calls, but I, I never have a problem with them. But the problem is, is I, I, I can screen them pretty fast, and then I, I'll string them along like my <laughs> friends do and stuff. They'll, like, pray jokes and stuff, but uh, when... I had one that was threatening me, and I said, uh, do you think you can be at my place faster than I can be or where you're at? I got a couple screens, and I know where you are. And um, then he hung up on me. (laughs) Well played. Well played, Don. Thanks for the call. Anyway, have a good one. You too. Take it easy now. And uh, Phil out in Stony Plain this afternoon. Hey, Phil, what's going on? Hey. Talking about uh, scammers. Yes, sir. It was about uh, six, seven years ago I was on my computer, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my screen gets taken over, and uh, I say, call this number, 1-800 number, blah, blah, blah. So I did. And uh, I get a hold of somebody in Pakistan, and uh, they tell me that uh, problems need some credit card. I gave them 350 bucks on my credit card. Yeah. So they took control of my mouse and uh, fixed up my computer, and everything was fine. About four months later, a similar thing occurred. Mm. And I needed my computer. Mm-hmm. So I uh, gave my credit card number again. Mm. And uh, they run my credit card number and said uh, it was declined. Well, I knew that it shouldn't have been. So they said, well, call call Visa. So I did. And Visa told me, uh, we're not paying these people. Oh, okay. Okay, so I, call, I called him back. And, he's, and I told him that, uh, you know what, if Visa ain't paying you, I, I think I'll believe Visa before I pay you. <laughs> so anyways, he got off he got off of it. And uh, since then, continually, I'm getting these phone calls and texts and whatnot from uh, computer technicians. Uh. Finally, about two years ago, I got a phone call from one guy. And uh, there again, East Indian accent. Um, telling me that he was from computer technicians. I said, uh, why would you be calling me? I said, I haven't had a computer for five years. <laughs> well, he had some choice names for me and uh, informed me that he was having sex with my wife. Oh, boy. At the same time, at the same time when we were having this telephone conversation. <laughs> so I just said to him, I said, well, you better hurry up. I said, there's probably somebody else in line. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Have a good one, Jay. <laughs> Thanks for Bye. the call, Phil. Phil out of Stony Plain this afternoon.